video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 184 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the Hollywood homeboy, Grizz. You survived the uh, snowpocalypse up in Buffalo, right? You're fucking... You're sick, but you're warm, so it's yeah, okay. I'm a little under yeah. the weather. I'm a little congested. S- you're okay. Sniffly of a sinus yeah, infection. That's okay. I've been I tested, like- and I've uh, yeah. <laughs> and I've I'm not contagious. So <laughs> I feel like I'm a little congested too. But you know, what can you do? It's that time of the you know year. It's cold. Uh, where I am, it is slightly colder than where I was. Yeah, I just realized that. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a five to ten degree difference. Noticeable. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a valley too. So maybe that has something to do with it. I also was at uh, sea level and or below sea level for pretty much all of my life. You get those and, warm uh, sea currents that would come up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> warm your and, island blood. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm up. I'm uh, at a higher altitude, but Hey, you know what? I love the weather. I love the cold. It's uh, starting to spark the uh, creative juices. Like we said, I've been getting into, you know, the whole, uh, I guess, you know, decorating now. Like I have, we have the the double cross stu- bad taste studio over here, and I'm starting to look into like, oh, I need to fill up the walls. So I started getting into looking at like posters and promotional material. Fucking framing, bro. Ouch. Dude. Ouch. Only for, only for like large things. Only large things. Like once you get at, like, first of all, you could probably get up to like a like a 27 by 40 which kind of sucks because like then you're trimming things and yeah stuff. you get those at target um yeah uh anything above that you're kind of fucked but anything which below that you sheets. can get a decent yeah yeah if you really want to get into it it's a lot of them are 28 by 41 and that is not a cheap uh frame no, to get. i uh i have my original dead alive poster custom framed and there's a there's a cool thing that you can do because like joanne fabric does framing and like once a month they do fucking 50 percent off everything in their framing department bro so really? you catch that fucking sale i got a 600 hour framing job done for 300 bucks and some change and the frame is fucking wow. nice super nice the wow. only issue that i did have after like about two years of it in the frame the poster started to wrinkle on me in the frame itself like so it's a little bit i mean it wasn't pressed I, correctly I don't know if it's just because it actually has a lot to do with like the conditions of where the poster is now. Like if the humidity levels are high and shit like that, uh, it just the conditions of my house and stuff. So unfortunately I am going to have to get it like you can get it like pressed on a backer and it, it affects the value of the poster, but I'm not fucking selling my poster. I don't give a fuck. No, you're you going to keep that forever. Yeah. That's so gonna, it's you're like, going to be buried with that. It's I'm going to like permanently press it and shit. So it's like on a backer board, nice and flat forever and put it back in yeah. the frame. But dude, framing is for for one sheets and you don't want to cut and fold your one sheets those are like they're collectible you know it's the movie poster itself so you got to get the framing done for it it looks so so chef's kiss when it's all done up right so now that i have the space and i have the tools and everything 
I actually was thinking about attempting to make my own frame. I was researching it online go. and stuff. I'm not going to try to use our glass buddy about it. <laughs> oh my god. He, he makes some mm, some thickies that are real nice. Yeah, yeah. I could actually to frame a poster like a 28 by 41, I could just buy a sheet of plywood, right? If he was uh in charge. <laughs> but I was nice. looking it up and it doesn't look that hard if you use um like plexi like plexiglass instead of like any sort of real glass or anything. I have a table saw, I have all that shit, chop saw, all that stuff. Dude, plexi's so, easy to cut. Yeah, man. I think it would be pretty, pretty easy to do. I'm saying that now before I try it, but who knows? We'll see, right? I'm actually on the lookout. I'm going to buy you the ladder from the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match to have you hang oh on my your, God. your back wall of the studio. Dude. I want the actual ladder from the match. It's got to be out there. I wish it was possible to make it like where you have to walk under the ladder to get into the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so it's on good. a pedestal of some sort. Yes. So it's like above. That'd be so sick. Oh my god, dude! What's the that? coolest thing is Razor going under it, and he does like the fucking slide with the hands. <sighs> so that, good. That's like yeah, the, the whole superstition, like fuck you to the face of that thing. Shawn dude. Michaels goes around it. Yeah, I loved it too. He, that is that's like the quintessential ladder match. So yeah. as like a hardcore wrestling fan, S- side note, side note, that is apparently when like Razor Ramon, like Scott Hall, like fucked himself up when he fell. And that was like the beginning of like His drug problems and shit. Right? Yes. Oh that's my a, that's, God. If dude. I remember correctly, that was like the deal. Like that well, was like the beginning. His bad drug problems. He was probably having fun drug problems before that. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. addiction yeah. problems yeah. probably Why came not? from that. Why not? Yeah. So as like a, a hardcore wrestling connoisseur, dude, you have a lot uh, of really cool wrestling shit. I know you're going to like deck the office out, the studio out and all kinds of cool stuff. But what's like yeah. the thing right now? What's the... As the tape heads would say, what's the grail piece, bro? What's what's the grail piece of the wrestling collection that you would love to have in the studio? I have a few things that like, they're not like worth a ton of money. You know what I mean? But to me, I think like they're fucking cool as hell. Like wing leather face from uh, like, you may know from like uh, wing if you're, you know familiar with japanese deathmatch wrestling and you know fmw all that shit but i have a signed no 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 i have a signed uh apron leather face apron that like it was a promo item in japan and it's signed by him so i'm gonna frame that up i have um a pretty the tape itself is hard to is not that hard to find but if you get a, if you could find a brand new one, I'm not going to tell you what tape it is because fuck you guys. Yeah, that's good. Um, but it is a Japanese <laughs> wrestling tape. But if you find a brand new one inside that tape is a little card that you open. It looks like a little birthday card. And inside that is a piece of the mat of the ring mat. And it's like stained with blood and shit. No shit. <laughs> I framed it up. Yep. That's up there. I got a couple cool things. You see all the dumb stuff like my, like, it, it, you know, I'm more of a, a tape guy, so I have a ton, a ton of Japanese deathmatch tapes and stuff, like original shit that you're probably seeing on TV now, you know, clips of. Also, a lot of American deathmatch stuff from the late 90s into the early 2000s. But uh, when it comes to, like, memorabilia and shit, those two things are cool. And then I have, uh, like, an Onita signboard and a Terry Funk signed. That's- I don't 
like I, I forgot how they what it's called like a shikishi board or whatever the hell it is the I don't know but it's what, so cool dude I yeah love dude that. it's so sick I got them framed up they're sick looking put them next to each other I right mean, he's mortal the enemies to me man Terry Funk yeah. is the next level that's why that's why this is the double cross studio man it's perfect I can't ha- I can't afford a ranch but I got this studio whenever uh, <laughs> whenever Mike doesn't want to talk to me he tells me his horse is sick and he doesn't fucking DM me for a week so <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> Dude, 80s wrestling, you know, pretty fucking cool. But we are going to talk about an 80s rock slash metal star. Yes, we are. Who ended up in a 90s horror movie that's pretty fucking gnarly for the time. A little cringe at times, but <laughs> maybe it's, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Grizz. This movie, uh, Strangeland, which was released in 1998 here in America, um, I was saying to you that I do not remember this being in theaters. I, if it was, um, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you it was because D. Snyder was in it. So, you know, it probably got a, a release. Not enough for me to, I guess, really notice it. I noticed it when it went to video. That's when yeah, I that's saw. That's where it. I noticed it too, for sure. And, uh, you know, when you're, let's see, 1998, you know, I probably didn't get it right when it got to video. So like 1999, I'm like 11, 12 years old. By 2000, this is in the collection. And I'm I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? Yes. That's exactly what I'm thinking when I'm that young, seeing this for the first time. Yes. Yes. And at the time, this was curious. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, little Grizz popping a tent and watching this movie. Confused as to why and I had when. To put the, had to put my pillow on the left. So the yeah, yeah, yeah. But this movie was. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I wasn't an adult in 1998 or 1999. Probably pretty shocking for some people, right? Like, oh, absolutely. They were probably like, oh my God, like, this is a thing. This can't be real. Like, oh my God, like, uh, new metal is going to fucking turn my kid into a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine, too, because you're right, like, the, the subject matter of this movie being heavily about, like, body modification, and, like, that's, like, the main driving force of the movie is, like, you know, neo-tribalism and shit like that, and that really has kind of become not a normal thing, but m- more of, like, a, a visible thing in the mainstream. There's been lots of yeah. fucking TV shows about this kind of stuff, and, you know, the, uh, the addition of social media has introduced lots of different people to lots of other people. Uh, but yeah. in 1998, that is not the case. So, yeah. and you still have that little bit of like scared of the unknown, I think, in people in the mid 90s, where it's like these, this, this is the extreme unknown. The body modifications are just starting to be like, you know, seen for the first times. And it's yeah. freaking fucking people out in 98. So, this is hitting a nerve specifically in that time period. Yeah, and with that is also the introduction of the internet to like every suburban house in America. And that's heavily, heavily like, uh, you know, leaned upon in, in this plot and used pretty effectively. And also, it was a, a blast from the past for me seeing that shit. The way that people were interacting, <laughs> the chat rooms, exp- how things were oh, being dude, I can't wait to get into that stuff. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, it's going to be God. sweet. Yeah, yeah. This was like prime Windows ninety eight fucking 
you know, going into chat rooms and all sorts of bullshit, doing dumb stuff. So, Grizz, why don't we uh, why don't we hit the trailer? Because I feel like we're gonna fucking just start getting into like things in the movie. Because there's so much to talk about. There so is. much of this is relevant to our life, not necessarily <laughs> the murder, but you know the things that are kind of the I know ingredients you talk about of this Dick movie. Piercing, so let's get the trailer rolling, and we'll get all into right, it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's my alter ego, Dick Piercing. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In this small town. Check this guy out. On this quiet street. Now we can talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. An unspeakable evil is stalking the net. What kind of name is Captain Howdy? He found a series of symmetrically placed puncture wounds. Used torture. Welcome to my world, detective. Pain is a uniquely personal experience oh. oh god please don't let this be happening my badge is a forever my badge represents the law i'll kill him trust me that's better there's nowhere to run Daddy! there's no place to hide find me he's got this town wired ah! gotta love this technology Kevin Gage. Ready to come in? Elizabeth Pena. What have you done with my daughter? Robert Englund. Somebody's got to take that boy out. Dee Snyder. So much flesh, so little time. The hunt has begun. Want to play ball, Scarecrow? <laughs> Strange Land. Strange Land. I just like feel like I need to scream that and play like in a drop B tuning on a, on a, on a bass that hangs down to your kneecaps. Yeah, <laughs> dude, dude I, how much new metal is in this fucking movie? For and real, how and, much? It, and it kicks right the fuck off with it. And not only does it kick off with new metal, it kicks off with fucking D Snyder new metal. It is Jeez. like so funny but yet so satisfying to hear d snyder sing in like this new metal song that he did for this movie it's there's something really fitting about his voice for this genre of music you know i was wondering if that was him it is because i'm like this really sounds like d snyder and he didn't <laughs> sound bad dude, it's not no, like he sounded not. bad it was just i was just wondering if it was him I, I guess everybody did it, man. Slayer did it, so why not D. Snyder? Yeah, and it's like, how did I, I honestly? Because I, I listened to a lot of new metal back in the day, and it's okay, you I did a new metal band. Yeah, it's okay, yeah, hundred percent. I own that shit, and like, I didn't never, I never heard D. Snyder do new metal besides this movie, and I guess I never put it together that that was this was him. But I would have listened to like more of D. Snyder new metal back in the yeah. day because that shit yeah. was really good. That was sick. Good for you, can D. We find a, uh, can we find like a complete listing of all the songs in this? Here it is. Soundtracks. Let's yes. say. Uh, D. Kicks Snyder. Off. In Conclusion. Yep. That's the, okay. the name. Uh, definitely noticed A Secret Place uh, by Megadeth. That's hard to not miss. But that's really not had... new metal, though. I mean, no, I think that was... there's a couple that fall out of it, like Anthrax, Piss and Vinegar. Not really new metal. Yeah. Seven Dust Breathe, new metal, new metal. Uh, Absent by Snot, that's a big uh, grave spitter band, isn't it? I think he's a fan. I'm sure uh, he is. <laughs> Cold Chamber, oh, had, I mean, yeah, that's, dude, that's new living. metal all day. Where you come from, Pantera, bro? Not Some new Cowboys metal. from Hell, wish yeah, that was not, in there. Not new no, metal. no, no, Marilyn Manson, new metal, new metal, new metal, piece of shit, new metal. Soulfly, 
New metal. New metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Head PE. Head PE, dude. New metal. They, what was the what was the uh, <laughs> what was the song by Head PE? I don't know the song. I can just think of their stupid fucking logo with the little guy punching. And he was like Head PE. He was a little funny, dude. Really? That <laughs> yeah. was the logo. There was definitely was a little logo of a punching something, dude. I, I can remember a little cartoon guy. Oh, hey bartender. Hey bartender. Uh, hit oh me with God. a double. <laughs> <laughs> who did the butterfly song crazy town right crazy town i hate Is myself it? for knowing that <laughs> hey man. dude nashville pussy in this system of a down I fuck with some nashville pussy i'll get Yo, down with that dude another one uh piece of shit kid rock but at this time that music pretty good but with eminem no shit. less dude fuck off with the yeah, song dude, dude. damn and he uh, ends it with some twisted sister heroes yeah, twisted are hard sister. to find i don't know i What's weird is, I mean, I don't really know as much new metal. Like, I'm not not saying that I didn't listen to it at the time, but like, I feel like I didn't get like super into the other underground of new metal or even things like Seven Dust. I never listened to Seven Dust. Like, was Breathe a big song by them? I'm sure it, seems it like was. These were all. These seem like they're all like B tracks. I liked El Nino. That was my shit set. <laughs> Dude, you were wearing Jankos every day, bro. Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this movie, very new metal. Probably the most new metal out of every movie that we've ever seen on this podcast. Including yeah, I would, I would uh, agree. D. Snyder's character, uh, Captain Howdy here. He's got like that fucking, uh, just a huge tribal tattoo. Like, take that, like, um, Take that uh, red dragon tattoo and make it like less cool and put it's it over the tribal. whole side of your body. Yeah, one yeah, whole side. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh it's like the George Clooney from Dusk Till Dawn tattoo, like was an infectious virus and it started growing. So like this is this is the thing with this whole I I respect D Snyder so much, man. Cause he tried. And that's what I that's what I like about this movie. He put a lot of like thought into like all the piercing stuff. He did a lot of research and got like an expert who fucking the dude who played for carnivore, who's like a fucking tattoo expert, like helped him with all of that shit and stuff. And like, he did a lot of research into like tribalism and shit. So like he was really trying to get all this shit right. And he thought he was making his silence of the lambs and it falls so flat of that. But in like the funniest, most like corny, cheesy, lovable way possible, man. Yeah, it's super entertaining. Like, you could tell they're trying to make a serious horror movie, and it's, like, super, like, I guess, it's, like, filled with every trope in the book. <laughs> yeah, but, that's great. you know, why are they tropes? Because they work. They work. You know what I mean? It's an effective thing, and, and this movie, especially for people like us, who, like, are into, like, tattoos, we're into, like, metal and all that stuff. We know who D. Snyder is. Like, we listen to, like, that 80s fucking hair metal, heavy metal bullshit. Like, this movie is legitimately, when I say all of the things we enjoy, like, unfortunately, I didn't see somebody, like, skating a half pipe. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, like... It was everything. Yeah. It was literally everything. Computers, dude, like, I'm all about that. Like, come on, man. This shit's awesome. And, like, dude, I think especially for for people in our age group, I think that this is, hits on a, a special level because we were the kids 
in those chat rooms, man. Like, yeah. you know, our age group was the ones who were, were using dial-up on AOL and taking over the family phone line for fucking five hours while your yeah. dad's screaming at you that he's got a fucking important call coming in that he can't get because you're on the yeah. fucking internet. Like, that's, that's like kind of like a special reality to our generation. So when you watch something like this and you in it in like the main plot is kind of focused around that, I'm so drawn into it and it, it reminds me of those times. Dude, just seeing how the people are talking in that chat room, yeah, it like brings me back to Remember like ASL? the AOL fucking A yeah, sex location, yeah. bro. Where you, what's Dude, up? Kids don't even know what the fuck that is now. Like, I can't imagine chat rooms. I mean, chat rooms kind of came back if you think about it. Like with Twitch and all that stuff. Discord. Like, that is pretty yeah, much what a exactly. chat room is. Yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, it, it has come back, which is kind of funny, I guess, because now nobody wants to go out anymore. I'm not just saying like COVID shit. I'm just saying in general, like kids these days want to play video games inside and all that stuff, but still be but interactive. Like, and that's a great yeah, way to do it. Exactly. It's an, it's another form of social media, probably just as bad. Uh, maybe I'm sure I don't know. Just pros as toxic. And cons. Yeah. Yeah. You see some fucking terrible shit going down in those chat rooms, but uh, you know, it's coming back. Just but it's like, like, when but it's we like you mentioned too, man, like at this time in 98, this was like, yeah, this was a fresh thing that was happening. And it was also the peak hysteria of parents. You have to be concerned of predators and chat rooms, luring your kids away. And you know, these fucking creeps and stuff like that. Like this is where like that, that like mounted up and was like starting to be like, you'd see it on the, the fucking local news and on your 2020 special and shit. So it, it was hitting such a time and place so well of like the, the culture, the music, the hysteria of like what parents were so scared of that. I, that's why this movie is, it just encapsulates 1998. So perfectly dude, like think about this when this, was coming out like you had marilyn manson you had eminem and stuff uh the slim shady lp released on february 23rd 1999 like no just shit. after this movie wow so like yeah so like that's when the parents all of a sudden are trying to get involved again you know protesting this protesting that you know i know from my personal experience in school from this time period I was sent down to the uh, guidance counselor slash like psychiatrist person because I was wearing like fucking metal shirts and all that stuff. Mm. And it was a, it was a rough time in America. So yeah. everybody thinks if you're like kind of weird wearing black and, you know, got shirts with monsters on it or like metal band shirts, like you're going to fucking be a school shooter or some shit, you know, like it was a very, I guess, touchy time in America, just like the eighties when D Snyder went up against, you know, Congress when they were trying to censor music. So it's almost it's kind appropriate. Of funny. He was making yeah, a movie, kinda, you know? Yeah. That, it's funny, it, right? That, you know, it's really appropriate for him to do that at this time period. And, uh, it's kind of cool because like this concept was, was brought about by D Snyder early on in his career in twisted sister. Uh, what the fuck is the, uh, that album? What is it? Uh, stay hungry is like the album that like was like the big fucking twisted sister album that had like, we're not going to take it and stuff on it, but there's a song. There's two different songs on there that like one is captain howdy. And like one is like about, it's this whole fucking story. So like the dude had wrote this in the eighties and was able to like modernize it into the nineties with like the internet uh -huh. and shit. It's, it's such a cool thing that he was able to get across. Yeah. 
and it's it's perfect like we said the timing is crazy i don't know if it was intentional you know what i mean if he saw this stuff starting to happen again and he wanted to try to make a movie that was relevant to what was going on because you know we said like the eminem fucking album that made all the parents go fucking nuts that same year yeah, 420 1999 was yeah 4 420 was columbine like that's you know the peak like where it's you know people are really fucking freaking out now and it's it's cool how this movie kind of in a way like in a non i guess harmful way like touches on like oh that, that guy's like a fucking weirdo and it's like no he really is a fucking weirdo and he listens to metal and he's like a fucking serial killer yeah. and all that stuff you know what i mean it's like all all the assumptions are captain True. howdy yeah yeah exactly i do kind of like that where it's like yeah expect the worst and it is even worse than you expected of yeah this character so one thing that i love too and this is something special to 90s movies that i really miss and if this was like a true thing in the 90s ek you can let me know about this you're an old man uh yeah, it's like, like uh, yeah <laughs> every time you see like an industrial nightclub in any movie in the fucking 90s it looks like the <laughs> hottest sexiest fucking party yeah ever yeah. dude like when i feel like, like another movie like bad boys remember the movie bad boys with fucking will yeah. smith and they go to that nightclub it looked just like this one it was all sexy and gothed out i'm like dude take dude, look at blade back, bro oh blade's another one dude sexy industrial clubs in the 90s is where you could find me all triple fucking X? day triple x Ramstein's fucking playing they are playing dude we just Sick. watched american and fucking werewolf in paris there's one in that fucking movie too so and if if you've ever been to an american goth nightclub it's not like this bro it like ain't like this i'm oh, telling man, you right it now like it ain't this. like this it ain't it. what did i say it ain't it it that ain't, ain't it, it dude that ain't it <laughs> i do like though that they have to go into that nightclub and they it's like they want to make it seem like it's all freaks and shit and it's just people like whipping each other a little yeah. bit like dressed kind of provocatively and dancing it's not, it's not really that crazy and they dance way slower than the music is actually playing oh, it's just so awkward whenever you see yeah. those scenes it's like all right this is not how this would be going down at all yeah and it's shot very 90s too like it looks very late 90s the way that like the cameras are cutting between different point of views and the different things going on and like kind of camera effects make it like a little disorienting at points and shit very very late 90s and very 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 entertaining for me i i <laughs> It's they do a lot with a little in this movie, man. So the budget came in at like 1.8 million, which in 1998 is a very low budget movie. I mean, they're spending of 50, 60 million dollars on big budget movies at this point in time. So, uh, and, it, and like I even was reading that, like, dude, like D. Snyder didn't really take money for the movie. He just wanted the project to get made and shit like that. A lot of people worked on the movie just to work with D. Snyder and didn't really want yeah. to care about getting made. So That's like, sick. they saved a lot of money in that regard. But what they did to make this movie is pretty amazing for that budget. I mean, we have a movie here which is which is is seen from two different perspectives. You have a, a cop whose daughter is taken by Captain Howdy, and it's like that you know revenge plot 
got to do anything to get my daughter back kind of thing. And then you had the perspective of Captain Howdy who goes through this wild transformation and then back again. And and the story (laughs) unfolds in such a way that like you kind of like are getting it from both sides to, to pull this off. Like I said, he, he thought he was making silence of the lambs because that's how like how it it, it, it kind of feels that way yeah just yeah. without the excellence of filmmaking behind it yeah because the acting yeah. is fucking horrible i mean that's like the worst part of the movie yes um i think the best actor in the movie is probably the detective mike oh I yeah think he's the i think he's the best the strongest um d snyder i guess you could you could play it off as that's just the weird guy right like he's like just weird um everybody else not so good detective's daughter though good linda cardellini fucking velma Mm. i'm okay (laughs) with that i'm okay you'll give her a pass yeah Yeah, you'll give her a pass she was in good burger too which i love that movie i watched it on acid one time what the fuck dude that's a weird movie to watch (laughs) who the fuck is she in good burger she's this uh she's like i think her name's heather i think she plays like one of the people that works at the the good burger yeah yeah Oh, oh, wait, yes, so, I do know who she is, then, yeah. I think. Possibly. 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 I watched that not too long ago. That was, uh... So was, I have some weird memories now that I can't ever watch it normally again now. I'm just, yeah. like, taken back to a, a point in time. You know who's a great actor in this movie? Mr. fucking Robert England, Fucking Dude. Freddy Krueger himself. The Phantom of the Opera himself. He makes this movie for me. He really oh. fucking does, man. Oh, he's the he's the vigilante in this movie. He's the one out for vigilante justice. I love it because like he's like because he, basically like the whole the whole thing that goes on is that Captain Howdy's this wild dude. He kidnaps these people. He gets caught, but he's given he's getting off on a technicality because he's considered insane. So he's found not guilty. He's he did ref- his time. Yeah, he did he some did time. time. He was reformed by doctors taking medicine, and he's he released. truly was. He truly was reformed. I That's believe what that they too. Show. Yeah, I think, and I think they do get that across. I don't think you know he was almost timid around other people, and he wore makeup to cover up his tattoos and shit. So like he was very much so trying to move on with his life. I think, but vigilante justice in the town was not going to allow that to happen, and it was really uh, it was really led by Robert England's character. He was the main. Yes. You know, get this motherfucker. He even had the southern accent and shit. It was very, <laughs> very classic vigilante man, and. His character really makes it for me. There's a scene in particular that if this was not in the movie, I would hate the fucking movie. And it's him in his fucking, in his crusty underwear. Yeah. Watching his dead wife come dancing in with her fucking throat cut. And Captain Howdy's like behind her, like fucking weakening at Bernie's and her fucking body and shit. <laughs> and he's into it with fucking Robert England's like, yeah, baby. Oh, and he's fucking dancing with her. Dancing. Dude, I, I adore that scene so much. It's so That's good. so fucking funny. Uh, like you were saying that he's the leader of this like vigilante justice group when they take him captain howdy like in the car they show his medication hit the ground and get run over by the tire so i feel like that was like actually saying that like the medication and everything like actually worked was working because and now it's lost yeah and that's a great scene too because like the the detective is watching the vigilantes take him away and he knows that these vigilantes are going to kill captain howdy and he has the fucking the call in his hand to make the call to the police station and he's like you know what 
fuck it. And he lets it go. And he basically is like signs Captain Howdy's death warrant at that point to be like, yeah, I'm letting the vigilantes take him. And you kind of feel bad for him at that point because his like, head is like against the window and he looks like he's like, please help me. Dude, you it's a heavy mean? scene, man. It invokes emotion. Well, here's the thing. Like, technically, like through no fault of his own, he did his time. He paid his debt. You right. know what I mean? He it was may, crazy. Unjust was as crazy. it may seem, that's the system and how it played out. You know? Yes. So it really does make you feel bad that this guy did put the effort in to like rehabilitate himself and that's what happened. And I know, you know, it's one thing to say it when we're talking about a movie and everything and it's another thing for it to actually happen, happen to you. Right. You know, and you're involved. But in, in the movie sense, you kind of feel bad for him at that point because he was trying. And this vigilante thing really is like the spark that reignites the second half of this film. Because earlier in the movie, you see this part where he's doing this suspension and like his fucking homies take him down too early. And he was like, I almost died and I wanted to cross that barrier of death and blah, 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 blah. So like when these vigilantes hang him, they don't realize that the, you know, they don't finish the job, it. you know? Yeah. So they hang him and they think he's dead and they all leave. And then the fucking branch breaks and he, he's revived after he gets his breath back. And he is like enthralled by it like it's like a breath of fresh air basically what does he say he even says like a robert england line from a freddy krueger at that what a rush yeah that's what he's doing and when he says it what he, he kind of says it like robert england too and i'm like you motherfucker that's so good i love that callback really that's the first thing you thought of i thought of the fucking the road warriors the road warriors <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you would have said it like that dude it would have been so much better oh, what a what a rush. Rush. Dude, it would have been fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> puts the fucking shoulder pads on the makeup that would have been fucking in for what it a, dude what a hard song man imagine <sighs> like how come nobody has ever tried to license that to come out like as a UFC fighter? I know. Like, dude, what a hard song. It's Imagine. so good. I you punch myself in the fucking head to that. I don't think anybody should disrespect the song by trying to use it for themselves, dude, because it could only belong to the yeah. fucking Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Or or you could come out to the Hollywood Blondes fucking... <laughs> if that's the part right there you gotta fucking nail dude that's a sick that's a sick riff man you ever hear that shit fucking awesome oh yeah good weightlifting music <laughs> i'm gonna Which, put it dude, on tomorrow dude let's see how it goes speaking of weightlifting d snyder fucking dude in this thing i thought Holy so shit. too bro and he's a and he's a tall dude to begin with isn't he's like he? he's six a big one guy. six two yeah. So, I mean, he's got some My height. Size. Yeah, dude. And he's, he, See these guys, baby? Honestly, dude, you put a little <laughs> bit of a mohawk wig on and some face makeup. I think you could pull the fucking look off of this movie. Get you a nice loincloth. You dude, fucking rocking fun. that dude, shit. Yeah, hang, hang a little down like yeah, Dee Snyder and his yeah, boys. Hang a little dog. I mean, it's it's part of the dude, tribalism he, that is, you know. I was, I was fucking shocked at how ripped he was in this fucking movie. And seriously he he put in the work dude and because he is menacing looking when you first see him in like that fucking sex dungeon that he's got and like it's like an upward pan shot of him standing there dude like fucking flexed out massive i'm like bro i even had to stop and look 
I had to stop at Google. How fucking tall was D. Snyder, dude? Because this dude is a beast in this fucking movie. I was <laughs> surprised. Red curly mohawk, uh, mohawk thing. I don't know why I just said that like I'm from, I'm from fucking Oklahoma. What the fuck? But dude, yeah, he's got like the crazy piercing. He looks he looks wild, man. I, I, I really dig the Captain Howdy look. And a cool callback, like uh, me and you were talking about, Captain Howdy from The Exorcist who was like the Pazuzu yeah. demon that possesses Reagan in that movie. So really cool Fuck call back Ouija to that. board shit, bro. Yeah. You believe in that? You Captain believe in Ouija boards? Oh, man. I Let's just say I don't have one in my house. So. See, I'm a, I like the whole thing where like Houdini and his wife had the code. And it's like, if you could, if you could like tell me the code, then like we'll give you this money like you're legit you're a real fucking psychic and like the board you know the spirit board works and everything and nobody ever did Been it. able to do it yeah nobody ever did it so to me like if it was real it would have happened with them you know there's still a what if that i'm not trying to fuck with quite yet as we'll see as how things go i will tell you the same thing the guy at the magic shop told me and uh and me told me and fat hog no we don't carry ouija boards it's just a fucking game there we go but he doesn't carry there them. you go just you a fucking game believe the ma- he's a magician man what yeah. am i not gonna believe him and that was that him. no so uh you were kind of going over the um plot of this movie and it's broken into like you said two distinct actually you know what almost like three distinct parts you have the beginning which is him kidnapping the detective's daughter and her friend which unfortunately the friend doesn't make it out and they find her like in the back of a car yep and uh side note with that the dude fucking working the tow truck oh is my the guy from nip tuck yeah dude. but like he's he's he is probably the worst actor in this fucking whole thing by he far is, one of us man is. you know the tribal people <laughs> i was like come on industrial man. grade <laughs> i was like this Jesus. fucking clown but uh you know you have that first part where he's first on the loose killing people and gets caught Second part, rehabilitated, which sets up the third part, which is like a long, long pursuit of Revenge. Captain Howdy. But I feel like he never really tries to hide. Captain Howdy never, like, he lets himself get caught all the time. <laughs> is that on purpose? Yeah, like, I, don't th- I, I don't think his, his goal really isn't. I don't think freedom is his goal. And I think he repeats throughout the movie that, like, he's... Re- he, he, he's welcoming he to death. die so yeah. like you know at this point i think the second part of this movie is just about taking out his revenge on everybody that he thinks has done him wrong or has stopped him in yeah. his plot before his ultimate death which he yeah. is in control of he thinks so yeah well the well the cop looked the other way so that's why he came back for him right and because that's- he wronged him and dude, that's the, the whole the, the the fucking Robert England and, and like what he gets the revenge done to him, where he fucking like pierces him and fucking hangs him up on that fucking thing. Brutal, brutal, and like the other chick that he puts in that crazy fucking contraption and spikes her in the chest and oh shit. Oh my god, I've seen that before. So <laughs> what what this movie to me is 1998. This movie is a precursor for what's to come in the next few years with like all the gore porn all those yeah. movies you know like that's what this what this sets that up perfectly for those movies to happen like saw and stuff yeah. 
this wasn't over the top. Like, no. I feel like at no point was it like gratuitous. You know what I mean? Where it's like, that was the pure focus. Like the physical effect was the focus. Like that was never part of this movie. That isn't a thing. I think it's more mental, but, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even like they kind of insinuate that D. Snyder's character rapes the cop's daughter like multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. Oh, but yeah. But they never show it. You never see anything like that. You know what I mean? And I guess there is a lot of that was in the film and the like the ratings board had to go to D Snyder on many occasions and be like you can't have this in the fucking movie dude there's no fucking way yeah, tossed you, and there's even the things where like just things that they were mentioning that were happening off screen or implied they were like you can't fucking talk about these things in this movie there's no way <laughs> so like i don't know how far d actually took it but i can only imagine dude because yeah. i mean this movie does take it pretty far but it is like it's not like you were saying it's not like ramped up in the gore it's ramped up in your head what they're implying what they're talking about the things that you do see make you think of what has happened to these people so like there's a lot of like real heavy shit that you have to like really endure through this movie yeah yeah it's almost like watching that movie that uh what is it eight millimeter Fucking oh Nicholas very Cage. yeah 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 i could get oh down my with God. that I don't Dude, think we'll ever do that movie on here. Like, like, like the fucking like the dick piercing scene that. is oh. in my head. Like you don't show anything, but no. I'm cringing the entire fucking time, dude. Because Knowing they're what's showing, happen. yeah, they show the picture of the piercing that he's about to do, and he's like talking about like the actual like physical body parts, like the scientific names of the body part, and just hearing those scientific names makes my fucking skin crawl, dude. I don't know why, yeah. but like that just adds the like creepiness factor to me. Because you know it's going to happen, too. You know that, yes. like, nobody's coming to save him at that point. It's halfway through the fucking movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you're fucked. It's, it's really, like, there's little things in the movie. Like, it looked like at one point the girl had, like, a catheter in. Yeah, she went does, into, like, dude. A, into, like, a toilet or a bucket or something, into like, below like, her. Yeah, and one of those, like, metal fucking, you know, porta potty things, dude. Fucking shit. It's heavy. See? All the yeah. contraptions that all the people are like sewn up in and like kept in are it's fucking medieval torture, bro. Like it's so, wild shit. So did he really only kill um what's her name? Genevieve's friend? Right. And he even says that was an accident. And I think it really was an accident. I don't think his mission isn't to kill anybody. His mission is to like teach people like the next level of pleasure, like to understand pain and to like, you know, accept pain in their lives and shit. Yeah. But she died because of an accident where she couldn't handle it or her body went into shock or something. So I yeah. don't, and I think that's why he got off because he didn't kill anybody else. And he was like fucking insane. So they were like, look, obviously this is the situation. He can be rehabilitated. That whole storyline really fucking smart, dude. Really great writing. I uh, I actually wouldn't expect that to even happen in the movie. No, for him not. to get caught like pretty much immediately, right? Like you you expect him to escape when or like try to kill the cop or something, and now he gets he gets fucking caught. Motherfucker Handcuffed. gets arrested right there. Yeah, goes to jail. Looks like fucking 
He looks like Marilyn Manson. He, when dude, he's I was going to say, when he comes out, he looks like fucking Marilyn Manson now when he comes out of fucking jail. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's what... It, see, you it, you nailed it. You pinpointed it the is, uh, era of piece of shit Marilyn Manson. Yes. It's uh, piece of shit I, Marilyn Manson now that he looks like when he yeah, comes out yeah, of jail. Still, even bigger piece of shit yes. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> fucking Captain Howdy Manson over there. Good but, lord. Like we said, still cool looking. Guy's fucking a pretty good character for a B horror movie coming out in 1998. Pretty uh pretty solid uh, villain in a in a movie. Yeah, he's a great villain. I mean, he had big aspirations for this. He wanted it to be like a new, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of character, which I don't I can't see that. This this to me is like a one and done kind of movie. It yeah. gets the point across. It's it's a solid start, middle, and end. You don't need to fucking continue on with Captain Howdy. I think anything beyond this would be redundant with the character. Yeah. Um, I think it would be kind of dumb if they made it into like a supernatural thing. You know what I mean? Because you don't see him, you know, well, like he's dead, but you don't really see him dead, dead. You know what I mean? You don't you don't see permanently dead. You see him right. horror movie dead where they could have brought him back. And I guess they could have did it in a non-supernatural way where he survived. Victim? Yeah, like he's all he's seriously scarred up now. Because the ending is pretty, pretty gnarly where he gets hung up on the chains and he gets lit on fire with the fucking lamp oil and stuff. Super cool yeah. looking. It looks amazing. Well, it would have worked with the character if he was like super scarred up from all the burnings and all that shit. He could have survived it. Uh, there is a super an, an unsupernatural way out of it. I could see it yeah. being almost feasible. Or they could have made him like a Freddy Krueger type thing where he can't, he comes back as like a supernatural right. pain demon. He sells his soul <laughs> to the devil to fucking become yeah like a pain demon or something yeah, like he's that. He's like a human yeah. centibite. Yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see that playing out too. That's I'm actually so a cool that, idea. I mean, I yeah, think that I'm, would be a good way to do it. I'm glad they didn't do it, though. I gotta say, I'm really kind of happy that they didn't try to fuck with the legacy of Strangeland, the Snyder's. They tried uh, piece, in 2015. He tried to Wait, do it what? in 2015. He tried to do a sequel and it, and it ended up getting canned, luckily. But he did try. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Dodged a bullet. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no need more, more new metal in 2015. <laughs> what do you think they would have did if it was made? Do you think it would have been metal still? Oh, I, I think it would have definitely been metal, it, and it probably would have been you know more of an updated, you Corny know, ass fucking that like fucking metal core. Yeah, that too. Yeah, some shit like that. You know, whatever whatever was cool four years ago would be <laughs> on there then. So. <laughs> Hey man, he's an older guy. We gotta cut him some slack, he right? He's he stays, not, uh, he stays up on his shit though. I, I'm a big D Snyder fan, grind. man. He's maybe he's a gore grind guy. I'd Who be knows? into it. He probably would make an album, dude. He's seen with the you type that would, would do anything, honestly. You think he would talk to us? You think we could uh get him on here? I think it'd be hard to reach him, but I think if, if it was like a situation where I just saw him somewhere and was like, Hey, you wanna talk to me real quick? He'd be fucking all about it, dude. He's talking to me about Strangeland? Yeah, I think he would be he seems like the kind of person Oh, I think if you brought up Strangeland specifically, he'd be like, Motherfucker, I got an hour to talk to you about Strangeland. Cause this is his baby. Like dude, let's look into this. Let's when, look into getting D Snyder on. 
when you look up shit about like the making of this, there'd be times where like D Slater couldn't control his like giddy laughter of how happy he was seeing his work of art come to life. Like this Dude, is his solid. fucking baby. So he would well, totally love to talk about this. Well, like you said last week when we were kind of talking, you know, originally about doing this movie, the guy's, the guy's intelligent. He's not a fucking idiot. No, he's on a shit, dude. And apparently he's pretty creative because this movie was fucking, this thing is a banger, man. This yeah. thing is worth watching. And it's Holy a total shit. flop. People fucking hate this movie, man. Yeah. People uh, I think dog this I, movie. Now, people dogged or dog it? That's, see, I... I it's hard to tell because if you go on to like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and all like the different review sites, it's still horrible reviews. Like people fucking well, shit it, man. But it's, dude, it's, it's not for everybody. I can understand IMDb, that. IMDb, 7,000 reviews, 5.1 out of 10. Right in not the middle. Bad for a, not bad for a B movie. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. That's, that's typical. basically what that means. I, I think that's typical of a B movie. I think that's right average of what you'd expect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I could tell you that we probably like a ton of movies that have less oh, wait. Uh, oh. stellar reviews. <laughs> Any of the shot video movies we've done have less yeah. than 5.1, for sure. Hey, hey, some of, hey, some of them are great, man. Some I'm of sure them are Feeders better than two, this. So. I'm sure Feeders 2 has a 1 or a 2. That's probably the best movie Thousand. we've ever covered. <laughs> Imagine it has a 10. How do we get that to 10? Yeah, Let's get Feeders 1 and 2 to that's 10. That's the goal for Bad Taste Video Podcast is to get Feeders to a 10 on IMDb. Dude, what was the worst shot on video movie that you watched ever? And I'm not talking about something that like somebody you know made. I'm talking about like legit released movie. What was the worst one where you're like, how the fuck did do people like this movie? Probably lunch meat. Really? Yeah, it's real bad, man. There's nothing. There's no saving grace to that movie. Maybe. Yeah, like that's. That's one of them. Zombie Cop was one we always dog. It's fucking cop. garbage, dude. Garbage. <laughs> and I like Tempe shit, dude. And so it's hard for me to dog that movie, but it's really not, it's not enjoyable. There's there's no redeeming qualities to those two, in my opinion. And they're isn't banger, big buck movies. Dude, isn't it funny though, how like there's certain shot on video movies where like it's so bad, it's good. Like, uh, you know, Feeders 2 or whatever. Right. How to how to slay a vampire, like it's so Zombie bad. It's rampage. well, that's not even bad, but it's yeah, exactly. But then it's funny how some movies are just so bad. It's bad, just fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe we just don't get it. You don't know. You know, art's subjective. That's it. <laughs> what's bad is so, good, and what's good is bad. And I think exactly, that those man. two specifically are the worst shot on video movies that I've personally watched, in my opinion. That's so funny to me. And don't you hate 555 too? Oh, I forgot about that one. Garbage. God damn. Yeah. And they're all, oh, who's $500 for that tape, bro? Nah, dude. Good luck with your shit fucking movie. Cause it ain't worth that to own it. Like it's, it's, it, do, do you, you watch, watch, do you watch these movies? Because if you do, well, how do you justify the price of some of them? You know, I guess people look at it more as a collectible, just like a fucking comic book, like a Spider-Man number, like fucking whatever. You know, is it really the nothing happens in the comic book, but it's just worth money because it's it's, it's there. part of the there. It's part of the thing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's it exists. It's it, that's that's the best way to put it. It's worth money because it exists. It exists. Yes. But uh, there's there's just some fucking terrible shit out there, dude. Um, 
I'm trying to think of the worst shot on video movie. Cause me, I give, I cut people fucking too much slack. You do. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, ah, oh, no, like you find, um, the, you find the shining lights in the, the beacon of all the turds. No fucking movie. I hate demon soul. Demon soul. Not good. That's I've really not a good movie. Yeah. Boring. I'm sorry. I, agree I don't with know. That. Uh, I just, I was like, all right, I got a good deal on it. I bought it and I watched it. I'm like, it's like a, what the fuck am I watching? This looks like a fucking PBS fucking special. Dude, Vampire <laughs> Cop was not that good. That that was, was that shot on video or was that, oh, was that 16 millimeter? 16. Still. That, that looked like a TV show. Yeah. But not that, that movie's good. fucking horrible. Yeah. But dude, strange land. Let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts about this? Anything we missed that you think uh, deserves a, you know, a, uh, a mention? I, I just can't get, uh, I can't get over enough how, how awesome all the scenes look. Anytime you're like inside of Captain Howdy's world, it's, it's, you almost want to pause to take in scene by scene, all the torture devices and all the things that people are strapped into and, and to see what's happening to them because it all goes by so fast and there's so much attention put into everything in those scenes that it's, it's almost uh, horrifically beautiful to look at. So I think that uh, if anything, that's like the, the real masterpiece to this movie is the set design and, uh, and the emotion that the set can like really give this movie. Yeah. That's uh, I guess for me, like the number one thing I take from this movie is D Snyder and his portrayal of Captain Howdy, how he looks, his presence compared oh. to everybody else in the movie. Menacing. Like just dude, menacing, like fucking, even I would be like, Jesus Christ. Like I'm probably the same size as him, yeah. but still like he looks just fucking intimidating Ripped. as fuck with the stupid fucking tattoo and the, you know, the piercings, this and that good, solid late nineties horror movie villain. Seriously. Absolutely. Like really solid, really awesome movie. A hundred percent. You have to watch it. You have to check it out. If you've seen this before and like it's been a while, give it another try because I didn't remember anything about it really. I vaguely remember what he looked like in the movie and everything. It was coming back to me as I was watching it. But like for real, this movie's like up there. If I had a rated out of ten, I would give this movie like a fucking eight and a half. I agree. Like, Dude, I really like, agree. Really? Like I would watch this again. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, this week I'd watch it again. <laughs> yeah, tapes cheap, DVDs cheap. I'm oh, yeah. guessing there's a Blu-ray probably, oh, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, streaming, you have to pay for it, but it's available everywhere. The tape if you is really edited, wanted to. so if you get yeah. the tape version, it is a little bit edited compared to the other releases, but it's still a great. You're not, you're just yeah, missing a couple of movies or if some can, shit. So yeah, if you can get it for a couple bucks, great, you know, it. it's worth it. Yeah. So, Grizz, let's head over to the video Dropbox. And leave our metal month of January oh, behind. It's, it's I'm so sure fun. we'll do another one. We uh, we do them occasionally. We still have a fucking ton of these movies to go over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't. I, I, it's just fucking insane. Let's head over to the video Dropbox.
and we're back in the video drop box and we're heading into february and speaking of uh imdb ratings this movie that we will be watching next week has an imdb rating of 4.8 out of 10 with only 582 reviews so we're going down the scale here grizz we're gonna finally do it man let the people know what we're watching Coming in from 1984, we are giving you Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, 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 Space. space. <laughs> uh, we spoke about doing the Texas Splatter Trilogy. Well, I guess we're going to be doing the Abomination again. Maybe yeah. we'll bring somebody on for that. How yeah, about we that? got we'll to. Bring a, we'll, we'll bring a guest on for I that. I think we'll try to get a guest for each one of these uh, yes. Splatter episodes. I think that'd be appropriate. Yes. We have somebody in mind for next week, probably the biggest fan of this movie that I've ever met, at least, or maybe the only fan of this movie that I know. So, uh, Captain LD, as I'm going to refer to him right now. <laughs> uh, Grizz, this definitely has a trailer. Let's let's hit that, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. This movie has a very iconic VHS cover, right? With like those glowing zombies uh, on the front with like the kids running away. Blood suckers written in blood from outer space. Fucking awesome tape release. I'm not sure if it's expensive at this point. I think it might be over 50 bucks. Wow. Maybe. Man, there used to be a <laughs> five, ten dollar tape. <laughs> well, 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 let's take a look right now, man. Blood suckers. You say yowzers? Yowzers. <laughs> it's a good movie, don't get me wrong. But well, 
one thing I'm gonna say, this is the least expensive tape of the Texas that, Death tri- yes. uh, the Texas Splatter trilogy, right? Yes, I will say that is a hundred percent true. Now but I think it's question. probably one of the better of the three, in my opinion. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Well we'll see. I don't know. We'll give this a re- I have to rewatch this one, but I already know my I guess <laughs> like uh ratings when it comes to the three like how to how to arrange them well let's see how much this tape goes for uh a lot of them listed for a lot of money (laughs) 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 but you always check the sold listings that's the smart Uh, i saw one went off for twelve dollars and fifty cents january 14th but that's the anomaly that's the anomaly January 3rd, one went for $69, best offer. Uh, November 24th, uh, $26, $27. So, yeah, probably around, you can get it for around $25 yeah, to 30 bucks. That warms my, my cockles of my heart. <sighs> now, here's a question, Grizz. Um, the reason why I call it the Texas Splatter Trilogy is because there is a Japanese uh, Blu-ray, I think it is, or a DVD, and that's what it's called. And it has the three movies that we're going to be watching this month, uh, Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, The Abomination, and Ozone Attack of the Redneck Mutants. Have you heard it called the Texas Splatter Trilogy anywhere else? Absolutely not. I was just going off what you guys were saying. I didn't even know about the fucking <laughs> DVD you're we're talking about. To, so. We're going to have to ask our expert because yeah. I love that fucking like... It's a great uh, name. Yeah, like, like that name for that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like seriously. I wish uh, it was like, re-released like as a, as a, a pair on like Blu-ray with the three of these movies under the that, that title. Yeah, you got to go, go to Japan. You got to get it from Japan. Man, I'm afraid. Um, I'm really pumped to do these movies. I'm psyched to do the abomination again because we're fucking, we got to do it. Uh, I'm psyched to do fucking Ozone, another movie that if you've looked on uh, the Bay recently has been out of control. Insane. In fucking sane. Grizz, I am so excited for next week. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited because, you know, like I said, we're hopefully going to have a lot of fun people on and talk about these movies who who are also big fans and maybe even know a little bit more than myself, especially about the uh, the bloodsuckers here. The person yeah. that we want next week better know some shit about it. They got the fucking tattoo of this movie on them, so we're going to hold them to the fire. Yeah, hell yeah. So, Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up, right? Anything you want to mention? Anything non-horror movie related that you want to... Would have mentioned? No, man. I uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you good? All right, yeah, fine. Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler, and you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.thebadtastevideo.com. And uh, yeah, I listen to all our buddies. Uh, shout out to Mr. Ernie Kegstan. What's up, dude? Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. He changed his fucking name, but it is beta addiction, right? Still. Yeah, I think it's his I main. Saw, it's his main vein yeah. still. Yeah, uh, he changed. He changed it up. I saw something different. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Keeping you guessing. Know. Keeping you guessing. Uh, Check out our new buddy too. Who's got uh, collecting these T-shirts? What's his name? Jizzrags. Is that, that what he fucking, calls it now? I think so. Formerly <laughs> creamy tapes. Now it's, uh, I think he was calling it, what, jizz mops or something like that? Something. What, what was something it? Something with what jizz. Was it? He's got some cool <laughs> shirts that apparently he uses for unsanitary reasons. 
I don't think that's exactly what. Uh, why would he name jizz, it that? Why would he? It's jizz, J I Z Z underscore rags, R A G Z. Shout out you. over there. Jizz Go rags, my man. Original. Yeah, dude, check out his original uh, death metal shirts, horror movie shirts, like original yeah. shit. This is no joke. I uh, hope we're not blowing the market up. No, and from what I understand, he legitimately uses them for what he says the name is for. Like, I'm not, I don't think this is a, a ploy. I think it's named <laughs> for the commission of these shirts. So I, I appreciate his honesty. I swear to God, if he has the mandatory suicide slayer shirt on there one day, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna end up. On and it's the gonna back be of crusty. It's gonna be down, dude. It's gonna be good. Whatever, dude. I'll still take it. All right, we will see you next week with blood suckers from outer space. 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 The Let's name's Richard. Richard Piercing. <laughs> Richard Piercings. That's a great fucking name, dude. <laughs> oh, good lord.